So, but you've done a bunch of other fun stories. I remember an image that was in Hot Rod of a Viper that you guys, where you took it out in the desert and the you ACR. were sleeping on the wing of the GTR. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was a very cool photo. Just, thank I mean, you. it was just so People weird. People got very mad about it. Really? Yeah. Who did? Really. The, the internet. Yeah, yeah. Which internet people don't understand. Yeah, so don't understand. to paint you guys the picture, uh, it was when the Viper ACR came out, the one with the, all the arrow, and it has just like a massive wing. It's an amazing car. It is. And it set like all these track records. And I was at a track day, and I was talking to one of the engineers, and um, he was talking about how much downforce, um, you know, the the wing can handle it's like a thousand pounds or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, well then I can like, I can sit up there or whatever. He's like, you could sleep up there. And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I might have to because if I sell my house so I can buy this car, I'm going to have to live in it. We're going to have to live in it. Hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith. This is my car buddy, Cam Bansy, and car builder, Steve Strope, and we're going to tell you some stories. Welcome to another episode of Car Guy Confessions with Jeff Smith. We have my buddy, Steve Strope here, car builder extraordinaire, and our special guest star, Alana Scherer, who we've known, many, we've known each other for several years working at Hot Rod together. Several, yeah. like 12, I 12, think. 12, yeah, wow. Yeah. Long time. Did, yeah. Should we correct this to car people confessions? Then? <laughs> well, yeah. well I, I'm just stating. Just saying. I mean, just some saying. people don't like guys as a general, but personally, I'm fine with it. So, <laughs> Okay. Because it is. I remember, I remember working when I was editor Hot Rod. I had, I had uh, Gray Baskerville working for me, right? And Gray would make up his own words, right? So, and they were, we call them Grayisms. And I had all reet. I all reet, and um, I had a, a, a copy editor who would come in and just was livid. Right? <laughs> he, goes, he made up this. This is not even a real word. I go, yeah, oh, it's I a, can, a I can imagine it. Oh, I can yeah. just picture my copy editors now yeah. trying to deal with and, it. And and it's like she was really upset. And and I <laughs> said, well, you you got to understand that you know. She goes, this this is just nothing but a boys' club. And I went. <laughs> Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's well, what I mean, it is. Well, I but making up words, that's, yeah. you know, we all do that. Uh, most He's, recently, my copy editor, she, she's actually awesome, and yeah. I love her, and she's very, very good, but she does call and, me and out for, on things. And, and she, thank God for copy editors, but right? She, most recently, she was like, this, like this phrase here, lay frame, like, do, do you mean like lay the frame? Like, is it should it be? And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's what, lay frame. That's, that is that's, jargon. That's the vernacular. Yes. So it is, there's very much a, I always thought it would have been fun to do either a column or a story where it's like, here's some of the terms, you know, and where they come from and how they exist, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and their origins, because a lot of times people think, you know, like balls out, right? They think that's right. more male anatomical and it really isn't. My grandfather told me this story because he was a steam engineer. And what it really is, is on the old steam engines, you have a vertical shaft that comes off the engine with three steel balls and they're all three connected with levers. And the faster you go, the faster this, this shaft spins, the more the centrifugal force forces the balls out. When you get all three balls as flat out, that's flat out. That's all the faster you can go. That's as fast as the train's going to go. That's yeah. as fast as the engine's going to go. And there's where that term comes there from. Stuff is. like that. So, and people think, oh, no, that's not we all what it is. We debunk myths here, people. <laughs> 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 you just learned it. something about steam this engines. This is actually a linguistics class. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and by the way, I was thinking Cleverly about disguised. this. Cleverly disguised. Since I've opened my mouth, if this was if this is about you, it is car guy <laughs> confessions because you're a car guy. You're I'm the, a car guy. You're yeah. Jeff so, Smith. So theory in theory. Yeah, so it's so. still okay. Yeah. So should we just change it to the Jeff Smith show? Yes. <laughs> yes we I think so. I think it should be the so, Jeff Smith so let's, show. Let's back up a little bit. So how did you get your start? Because we've had a couple of women on interviewing stuff, and it and it is a difficult thing to be involved with cars. And be a woman, right? <laughs> it is. I, I got emotional just thinking about it. No, I was about to cough. Um, you did? Well, so I had a very late start. I mean, you know all of this, but um, because you've been there. Yeah. You've been there my entire journey, Jeff. But, <laughs> but I um, know. But I don't know the whole journey. I don't know. So um, share. So uh, I did not grow up with cars. I mean, I grew up with cars because my mom owned a, a very old Impala. She owned a 68 Impala until like the 90s. Yeah, so, yeah. but it wasn't cool. It was right. embarrassing. It was just a mom um, car. Yeah. <laughs> and um, now it's cool. But right. at the time it wasn't cool. And right. I didn't learn how to drive as a teen. Nobody in my family likes cars. And so I didn't learn to drive until I was 21, at which point I had to buy a car because I wasn't living at home anymore. So how do we get around? Yeah. 
Um, and I was like, well, what do I want to buy? I was thinking maybe like a Chevy Nova. I just thought they looked cool. Like mm -hmm. I was going to art school. Everything I did was an aesthetic choice. I knew nothing, <laughs> nothing about like the mechanicals or anything else. Um, and my neighbor, a guy named Damien, he was really into Chrysler products. And he's like, I'll help you buy a car, but I think you should buy a Mopar because I know more about them. And I was like, well, I kind of want a Nova. He's like, well, what about a Duster? They look the same. And yeah, I'm like, sure, right. that looks fine. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and so this was the recycler days. We, we would get the recycler, or Craigslist. Mm -hmm. It was well, before Thursday? Craigslist. Was it Thursday? Or Auto yeah. Trader. Yeah. Auto, Auto Trader, Auto Trader right. at 7-Eleven. Right. And then we would... Um, we would go, he would drive me, you know, we'd go to look at these cars. He had a four door Polara. We'd drive out and look at cars and he would test drive them. Cause I did not know how to drive. Like when I said I didn't know how to drive, it wasn't like one of those kids who go karted and had a little yeah. dirt bike and right. rode a tractor at their grandma's house. Like I did not understand the physics of controlling a vehicle, <laughs> like at all. I'd never done any of it. Um, I had a bicycle, right? Uh -huh. That was it. Yeah. yeah. So um, we finally found this very cute little duster. It was a 73 duster, triple white, um, with the fold-down rear seat. Right. And it was a 318 car and bought it. Um, I remember I had to take the bus to go buy it um, because Damien had – or we had to take the bus because he had to drive it back for me. And so I had this envelope, which at the time was the most cash money I'd ever held in my entire life. It was like $3,000. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of money. Sure, sure. And uh, so we went, we bought the car, drove it home. And then my roommate, Hannah, used to have to move it on street cleaning day because I lived in Hollywood. Because again, mm -hmm. I not only was not legally allowed to drive by myself, I also did not know how to parallel park. So <laughs> she would move the car for me. And I remember uh, I had to change the starter before I could even legally drive the car. Like one day it went and just wouldn't start. So right. like put it up on the curb oh, the cur and Damien helped me and right? like yeah. change the starter. I'm like, this is kind of fun. I'm kind of into this. And I did eventually get the license. And like, uh -huh. and then once I did learn how to drive, I'm like, where has this been my whole <laughs> life? Why was yes. I not doing this as yes. long as I possibly could? So sort of went maybe a little bit into fast forward on trying to make up for all this lost time, right. all these, all these car things I could have done. And, um, I, you'll like this part. I didn't know anything about cars, but I really wanted to. Right. And um, I'm, I'm big on research. I'm, mm -hmm. So I would read all the car magazines. I'd read all of Damien's car magazines. And uh, he subscribed to Carcraft in particular. And okay. it was Carcraft and Mopar Collector's Guide and maybe Mopar Muscle. Okay. Um, yeah. Don't tell Freiburger. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't read uh, Hot Rod at the time. And, um, and when I first started reading the magazines, like, Literally, I knew like three words in them. I would know like right. all of the like, you know, the and and like colors. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the lexicon <laughs> was beyond you. I, yes. But I would just I would read it. And I would look at the pictures and. And you could deduce the meanings from. Sometimes. Yeah, the, but like the words, you know, they, I'd start to hear them more and often. So I'd start to hear words like compression ratio or, you know rear gears mm -hmm. or, you know, uh -huh. rear pumpkin again, like these things right. that we're talking about, right. these, these terms. And sometimes I would ask somebody, sometimes I would just sort of keep it in the back of my mind. And I remember, I like very much remember this. It was about a year after getting the car and I'd already worked on some things on it and I'd been reading the magazines. And I remember picking up a, an issue of Carcraft and reading it and being like, huh, I, I understood pretty much all of that. Like, <laughs> when did that happen, right? Like, when, so um, total immersion. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Um, it's like going to a new country to learn the language. To learn the language, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, you know, I was going to car shows and stuff with Damien. I would go to Bob's Big Boy and that kind of stuff. And I got rear-ended in the duster, and it was in the paint shop. And I bought a '72 Challenger that I saw on the street in Silver Lake for a grand. Uh -huh. This is. When small that, still when small that was car. possible. It was a slant six car. Oh, a slant yeah. six. Ooh, it was it was yeah. really funny because it was a very rare combo because it was a movie car, but it was in a very bad movie that nobody's ever seen. <laughs> and, you know, it was a rare engine, but it was a bad engine. Yeah, well, I mean, right, it was a good right. engine, but not one that you wanted in a challenger. Rare doesn't always necessarily yeah. <laughs> mean desirable, right? Yeah. Um, I remember mm. it had four different wheels because it had been a movie car, and so it had, like, a Magnum and a Steely that was painted like a Magnum <laughs> so that it would look okay for my... <laughs> anyway, so I bought that car, and I was like, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to build an engine. I'm going to put a big block in this. Oh, uh, 440. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got a 440. I um, bought a 440, um, and a friend of mine went with me to go pick it up. He had an A100 van. Uh -huh. uh, it was Don Bowles from The Germs, if you are a oh. uh, punk rock fan. Okay. Um, and we went, we picked up the engine, and then um, another friend helped me. We took it apart. I 
sent it to the machine shop. I ordered new parts and I had, it came back and I had it on an engine stand in my living room. I lived in Hollywood <laughs> and I had the book in front of me and I'm, I was like, oh no, this is like, I can see the parts and I can see the pictures, but I do not really understand how to make this happen. Like yeah. this is not as straightforward as it appeared, as it appeared right. when I was imagining it. Yeah. So I asked my friend, um, Ed, uh, if he, you know, if he knew anybody or whatever, he's like, you should, you know, that guy, Tom, who hangs out at Bob's big boy, mm -hmm. he works like his day job is down the street from me, but he used to be an engine machinist. Okay. Why don't you ask him to help you? Cause he worked at Barrington's. He worked at Barrington's <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm like 23. I think everyone's doing this for fun. So it does not even occur to me to offer to pay this dude. I'm just uh -huh. straight up like, <laughs> Yo, you want to come over, build an engine in my living room? I'll order a pizza. You know, the guy, the guy gets paid to build race engines. I'm like, so anyway, he said he almost turned me down. And then uh -huh. he was like, no, I'm going to do that. And so he, yeah, he came over, helped me build the engine. Um, and about a week later or so, he, he asked me out. Uh-huh. And um, we're married now. And, and so, now he's your husband. Yeah, yeah. so there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was sort of just like, once I was into cars, I went all in. He He's very into cars. So once we were together, um, kind of fast forwarded my my education on it because he knew uh, he was a very good, he is right. a very good mechanic. Right. So now, did, now, was he a Mopar guy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So okay. when, when so. I met him, like our first date, he took me out in a six pack 71 Barracuda and did okay. burnouts. And I was okay. like, done, <laughs> done. This is it. Sign <laughs> like, me up. Yeah. Like, um, but he also... Uh, took me to LACR to go drag racing. Okay. Los Angeles um, County Raceway yeah. up in the desert. Yeah. Right? He had a 69 Charger. And I always joke with him because I say like, you know, he had all these work projects and he never knew what to do with me to mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. like we'd be on a, like it would be like hanging out date and he would be like, yeah, okay. Like I just want to work on this now. So he'd always like give me these like weird projects. Like here's the welder play with that for a while. Whatever. Um, but so he took me to the drag races and he let me drive the charger uh -huh. and, uh, and then I was hooked on that. Yeah, 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 and I went exactly. all in. So we raced all the time and that was how I met a lot of the, the folks that we know in common. Mm -hmm. Um, and also got very into racing history and uh -huh. stuff. And I was reading car magazines all the way through this, right? So now I'm reading Hot Rod. I'm reading, you know, all the just books. like reading yeah. Drag Illustrated, uh -huh. um, following NASCAR, all of it. And uh, I was working at a motorcycle shop, um, okay. like in a doing like... Oh, sorry. I'm tapping. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. I was, I was working in a motorcycle shop. Uh, I was like just putting together um, like stuff that they were selling, okay. rear sets and exhaust kits okay. and stuff. So yeah. it was sort of like- Retail a, stuff. Yeah, it was sort of a mix between being like a, a I don't know, like a shop manager slash um, a packaging person. Because okay. I, you know, I would reorder fasteners and that kind of stuff yeah. for the race team. So yeah. I was going to the motorcycle races. And when I left that job, I got a job with another motorcycle guy who was doing carbon fiber bodywork. Mm -hmm. So I learned carbon fiber layup oh. because I had gone to art school, <laughs> see the circle, and um, I already knew how to do mold making. So then I uh -huh. did carbon fiber work for a while. And while I was doing that, this whole time I'd been trying to apply to car magazines because I'd already figured out that I was not the best mechanic. Like, that, I can do it. That was my deal. I, was I like, can I do knew it, but I'm not the best mechanic. Right. And... You know, I enjoyed doing the carbon fiber stuff, but you know, you do that for a couple of years and you're like, it's like oh, I'm just like, I have a rash all the time. Yeah, I, you know, this yeah. is not what I want to it's do. Stuff. And I was, you know, I would run into people who worked on the magazines and it looked so fun. And so I would apply all the time and just like crickets, yeah. you know, and I didn't know any women who did it. There, there were a few women um, already writing for magazines. But it was um, rare. Very and, rare. And inconsistent. It was like Jean at Automobile, who I did not know about yet. You Jean know? Linwood. And, yeah. Right, right. And Denise McCluggage, who, you know, mm -hmm. was... But, very um, famous. Yeah. Driver so, and writer. Yeah. Yes. And I think Taylor might have been, like, at Carcraft for Playhouse. a little while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I was excited about. But um, when I left the carbon fiber place, I got a job in PR, automotive aftermarket PR, which mm -hmm. was when we met, because yeah. we did 341. I was right. representing Spectre. Right. And I liked doing it. But the whole time I was like, I want to be on that side, the you other know, side I mean, it. you yeah. guys were great, but we would work with all the mainstream folks too. And I'd be standing there, you know, they'd be driving this Hotchkiss Challenger or something and mm -hmm. they'd be like, 
just saying all this stuff that was wrong. And I just right. had to like smile and be like, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're totally, smart. You're totally wrong, but okay. You know, okay. Like, cause nobody wants to be corrected by a PR girl. So right, right. I'm like, this sucks. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew, you know, I know welcome, that feeling. Welcome to the glamorous I, world I of that PR. <laughs> you know, I, I just know that, that whole, yes. Amen. This sucks. <laughs> So we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP and ARP-Bolts.com. And uh, I mean, we all three build cars. We all work yeah. on this stuff. Yep. And I, I mean, tinker. You tinker. I we, tinker. Yes, we all build. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's, it's kind of a, a really cool multiple purpose fastener for me because there's all the science and all the technology, which is bottomless. Trust me. Unbelievable amount of research that they put into these sure, things. Sure, Absolutely. And on top of it, you get them out of the, the package, and they're absolutely beautiful, which I've joked before. It's like jewelry for your right. car. And when pre-oil. We're building yep. a, when we're, yeah, and when we're building a high-end car, it, there isn't anything else going on. It. I need, it's part of the criteria for right. me to have them lining the engine bay, not just on the engine, everywhere. Yeah. So right. you get all the strength, the durability, the reliability, and fantastic good looks. Right. Sure. Kind of like Jeff here. And without, yeah. without peer. Without peer. <laughs> with, and you know what? Or pair. With, with, without peer. There's, no, there's nobody else Correct. that does that what That is, do. it is. So check them out at arp-bolts.com, and they can help you out. So we'd like to thank our friends at allinamerican.com. They make some fantastic suspension pieces, coilover shock conversions. We put one on my Chevelle. Outstanding little piece of, of operation. I just did a and, story uh, on an El Camino. And on El Camino, El that's Camino. right. And it's in and, running uh, a hot rod. Look at and, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and then I, I think there is, there's a little promo there for- There is a promo code, CARGUY10. So when you're online, put in CARGUY10 and you will get 10% off. Look at that. Well, that's and, not bad. And we don't Absolutely. expect you to send any part of that back to us. No. So I think, Shh, I think we want? should really, really push that, right? You know, Absolutely. So you're on your like own. some. You're on your own. Oh. So thanks again to AldenAmerican.com and uh, check them out. So how so how did the hot rod thing happen? So I because I was doing PR for for like Flowmaster Inspector and Hotchkiss, I knew the folks at at Hot Rod, and mm -hmm. at that point it was Freiberger, uh, Brandon Gologly was there, mm -hmm. Jesse Kaiser, and Finnegan. Yeah, and. I knew that there was an opening there. Actually, I think it might have been John McGann who told me that there okay. was an opening at Hot Rod. Okay. And it was open for a long time. And I didn't even apply. I was like, there's no way. This is freaking Hot Rod. They're not going to mm -hmm. hire me, you know? I mean, yeah. if I couldn't get hired at, you know, Mopar Collector's Guide, they're not going <laughs> to hire me at Hot Rod. And Rob Wolf. Uh, finally, I did have one story at Mopar Collector's Guide. Mm. Um, finally, I just was down there for some reason and Freiberger was in his office like looking at pictures of race cars yeah. and I was like hey would it be weird if I applied <laughs> for this job and he's like I've been trying to get you to apply and I'm like have you he swears he asked me and I turned him down I I cannot remember that happening yeah that that, that, that um, was in his mind that's what happened well yeah. I'm sure that he did like he probably he, thought he was being yeah, very race car right right he probably, I, swear I, I swear I didn't say that <laughs> he probably did but I just like didn't recognize it as an offer sure um so anyway I applied and and I got the job, and it was and just, it's all been, it's just been amazing yeah. ever since, yeah. you know. Um, so I worked at Hot Rod. I worked with them at Roadkill. Right. And I worked freelance for a while. Because you had the Road, Roadkill magazine for I a did, while. I did, which was that so was, fun. It was fun. It was really yes. fun. Because like, it's, it's, it, it, there were no rules. I mean, yes, you'd think I could Hot do Rod, anything. there's no rules. Oh, there were rules. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Roadkill was like, no, do anything you want. It was yeah. so fun because it was, um, we could talk about cars. We could talk about World War II airplanes. Mm -hmm. We, you know. Like Grey Ghost, we did a great Grey Ghost yeah, story. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun, and I had a wonderful time doing it. Um, after that magazine went away, I did freelance for a while, which mm -hmm. was really fun. I learned how to do a little more new car stuff. Um, and now I'm at Car and Driver. Car and Driver. Yeah. So how did that happen? Um, it was very slow. Yeah. Like freelancing. So um, just kind of contributing, and then the editor in chief at the time, um, Sharon Carty asked me if maybe I would want to do a column mm -hmm. um, as a contributor, but not uh, on staff. On staff. On staff. Um, and so I did the column, which was... Because they're back in Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. I did the column, which was very, very cool. I mean, that's yeah. like... Sure. Big yeah. deal. That's and a big deal if you're a columnist for Car and Driver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Feels very fancy. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, and then she and Tony Caroga and uh, asked me if maybe I'd want to come on mm -hmm. full, -time. full time. So it's been just about a year. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So I also want to touch on 
your eclectic taste in automobiles. <laughs> because as a Mopar person, that that's kind of to be expected. But there are other vehicles there. So the one I want to hit on first, there's a lot of them, because you have an Opal GT. I do. Which is, which is, <laughs> and you said something to me like, you bought this Opal GT, and so what do you think? And I said, put a small block in it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> because one of my most famous race cars of all, I mean, favorite race cars of all time was the, uh, was the, 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 it was a Opal GT small block Chevy that several people ran. Was it the Brute? Uh, um, the, no, this was, um, that was a competition eliminator car. Um, oh, now I'm brain feeding on who, who did it, but, uh, um, Oh, man. But anyway, very fast car. Larry Kopp drove it. He didn't build it, but Larry Kopp was drove it. Was that the one that wrecked into the Christmas tree? Okay. And I was going to no, that was, that was that was the other car. That was the red car. This, this car was built by Wayne County Speed Shop, Mike Sullivan, and it was a rocket ship, an absolute <laughs> rocket ship, and they sold it to Larry Kopp, and Larry Kopp, Turn, turn competition eliminator on fire. I mean, it was amazing. So when you bought that, I mean, that's all I saw was small block Chevy and a, and a manual trans and just roll it and put giant tires on it. And <laughs> it. But, but it's a fun car. It is. It's really fun. It's really quirky. People, people come up a lot. And, you know, I think any classic car, you get a lot of people yes. coming up and they'll tell you their story. And, you right. know, if it's something we had a car like, just like this, yeah, if it's like it a Mustang to be a Dodge or, or whatever, they, <laughs> you know, you're definitely going to get a lot. But with the Opal, it's really interesting because um, I get so many, I guess, so many people, international people, you mm -hmm. know, like somebody will come up and they'll be like, you know, like, I'm, Ara I'm Iranian and we had we had them in Iran. And like, <laughs> you know, somebody else will be like, uh, you know, um, we had that like in Ukraine, like they, I guess they made, they were really? everywhere. So really? yeah. Wow. Um, wow. And people really remember them. But the most eclectic vehicle is probably the ramp truck. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> well, yes. And there's more than one, the, the famous one. Let's start with that one first. Yeah. So they have a house in the Valley that has a large backyard and they need this large backyard because there's all these very large vehicles back there. <laughs> so how did you find the ramp truck? And because there's obviously a story behind it. So do you guys remember when Prudhomme was restoring the Hot Wheels trucks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did, yeah. he did his and McEwen's. I was actually, yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, so Prudhomme was restoring the, the 70 um, season Hot Wheels funny car trucks. And it was red one and a yellow one. They were Dodge uh, D, I think, 700s. Mm -hmm. And he did this amazing job on them, and they looked oh. so cool. Yeah, beautiful. And Tom and I had a chance to go down to his shop. I, I didn't know him yet. Down I wasn't. Vista. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, been there a few times. Uh, but he had an open house or something. Somehow, mm -hmm. uh, a car club invited us, so went down. I wasn't working for car magazines. I wasn't. I was nobody. I was just a fan. Mm -hmm. And everybody's looking at the race cars or asking him to sign stuff or whatever. And Tom and I were like, "Can we look in the trucks? Because they're in the back." And he was so pleased, right? Because he was working right. on them and he, he was interested in it. And, and like, no one was yeah, we knew trucks. about them. So, um, <laughs> and he let me sit. Uh, in I think it was his truck, the yellow truck. Yeah. And so I still have a photo of it. And Tom and I were like, oh, we've been following this because um, National Drag Store was, they were kind of doing a bunch of ramp truck stories at the time. They were really cool. Mm -hmm. Phil Burgess was doing these ramp truck stories where he was like finding all these photos in the archives of the haulers. Okay. And Tom and I were Because like, they were very popular at one yeah. time in the late 60s. And it was yeah. a really short, kind of a little short magical racing period. Because if you look at racing photos, it's like flat trailers. Hauled behind yeah. station wagons ha, you from know, the 50s and early from 60s. From the 50s, early 60s. Right. And then mid-60s to 70s, there's these ramp trucks. They start off as like being just like small, what is it, like one tons? And yeah, then yeah. Then the, they got large. Then they got big, like big. NASCAR had some big ones mm -hmm. and and Funny Car had some big ones because Funny Car got so big. Right. And then very quickly, they just go to box trucks. They went, I mean, right, pretty much 71. Semi-tractors, Like yeah, is, yeah. is box trucks and then semi-tractors. Yeah. So and so it was this really short period in motorsports where they were using these open ramp trucks. And they just look amazing because yeah. you can see the race car on the back, you know. And, and it's all right there for you to see, yeah, too, which is really cool. It's all matched, yeah. these incredible paint jobs. Yeah. And so Tom and I are like, we should get a ramp truck. At the time, I was still drag racing a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. you, you know this. Like, as soon as you get into this business, like, 
for a job you no longer personally can race because you're just like, yeah, I'm at the racetrack every weekend for somebody else's story. Right, right. So you don't have time to do your own stuff. Yeah. Right. But at the time we were racing a lot, we were like, this would be really fun. We could take the car on the back of a ramp truck. We'd mm -hmm. look rad. So we start looking and... Uh, and he's like, I, I can swear that Dick Landy's ramp truck used to be around here. You know, it's and like that would have been probably right about the time. Well, right before pro stock. So he was still running probably super stock. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, so it's probably one of the no, well, he no, had he had a smaller one in in mid '60s, a silver one that there are a ton of photos of. And then this is the 1971. So that is pro stock. Mm -hmm. He had the dart on the back and the charger, I think. Um, he used to put a car on the back and then tow a trailer behind the trailer. It was quite, <laughs> quite the rig. Um, so we're like, Tom's like looking for the truck and nobody really knows about it. And he finally takes out an ad, a wanted ad in National Dragster that's like, if you have information about a big D700 ramp truck, I'm mm -hmm. interested. And this guy calls, he says, I don't have this truck, but I remember seeing this truck for sale like three years ago. It was like somewhere in the Midwest, uh, it was a stunt guy who used to, his show was that he would like ride around in a car that shot fire dressed up as a vampire. And that was our information. <laughs> That's pretty bizarre. Sounds like a couple of my neighbors. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I know that guy. I know that I know guy. That guy. Yeah, his um, name's Paul. <laughs> and he's like, I think, I think he maybe was named Count Kennedy, his show name. Perfect. And so, you know, we start looking we and like, Tom on? is a great researcher. Yeah. Yeah. He's my so, secret weapon for research stories okay. because I don't know, you know, some people, they just know what to type in. They find mm -hmm. like all the amazing stuff. So he finds this MySpace page. Do you remember MySpace? Yeah. It was, this is yeah. post MySpace, but it was like still somehow coming up in searches. He finds this MySpace page that has a picture of this guy on a Plymouth and it says Count Kennedy. And then we found maybe like a YouTube video, I think, of, of the guy. And like the trucks are like in the background? No, the truck is nope. not in this. Oh, we're just like, wow. there can only be one stunt guy. <laughs> there can only be one guy like that. Who's no. driving around. Our research department has pulled, yeah. picked up <laughs> pulled the, the uh, photos. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, he's looking around and we find, I think he found the guy's actual name, I think was what it was. Mm -hmm. And so we found somebody with that name in Indiana who, and like from a Google search of that area that had this big property. We don't see the truck, but it just looks wild. Like, like it, this would be where the yeah, truck would be, This right? is where the count be. resides. Wow. And so he wow. sent him a letter, like an actual letter that was just like, <laughs> If this is crazy. If the you know, feel free to throw this in the trash. But if you have Dick Call Landy's ramp truck, uh -huh. I am interested in buying it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, he's at work. I was at home. I hadn't left for the office yet. And uh, the phone rings, and I never pick up the house phone. I never right, pick it up. Right. But like something, I'm like, oh, I should pick it up. Pick up the phone. This dude, very old dude, is like, this is Count Kennedy. I heard you want to buy my truck. I was like. Yes, I do. Please yeah. give me your phone number. I will call you back right now. <laughs> and I like get his number, call Tom, give Tom the number, like uh -huh. call the dude. Call you know, next thing I know, we own this truck that's in the Midwest. We've never seen it. And these things are monsters. They're monsters. Yeah. And uh, so there's like a whole drama. We don't have time. We don't have time to give you all the <laughs> drama of getting it back. You drove it back, back right? No, we were going to drive it back because okay. they were all like, yeah, yeah, ran when parked. Oh, yeah. And no problem. We're like, yeah, we don't have time. We, we, Got it sent back on a low boy um, when we did start taking it apart. It had like three busted pistons. Oh. Like, like it did not run when parked. Because <laughs> I know I came by your, your house one day for some reason. They dropped something off or picked something up or whatever it was. And Tom was working on the, the one of the rear axles. And, you know, I'm a car guy. I've been working on stuff for 40 years. And everything was just like... Just like, pump it up about <laughs> ten times. I mean, the brake drum was this big. You know, the axle shafts are this big. It's like, good lord. Yeah, you know, we had monsters. to use like the big engine hoist to put the um, transmission on the back of the engine because like, everything's so big. It's really is funny it, to work it on that. Now? It is running now. Um, so well. It's a, it's a part again because we're going to send it to the big truck body shop to actually get the T boxes and everything put on, build the back of it. Okay. But um, yeah, the front, like the front end of the truck, the engine's all rebuilt. It runs. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Prudhomme came to see it and it was really, yeah. Oh, that's Prudhomme great. Because he was great. really good friends with so, Andy. So, because the last time I think is, I was there. Is he... it, 
homeboy's truck? Land? Not Don's, it's Landy's. Yeah. Landy's truck. Oh, it is oh, Landy's. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it we know this for a fact. It's it is Landy's. absolutely Landy's truck. I mean, oh, uh, cool. you know, we suspected it when it came in, but I mean, it had been, the top had been cut off, it had been repainted, all this stuff. But once we started taking it apart, um, if you open one of the drawers, direct connection stickers. There's a there's a DLI sticker like, oh, there you it, go. Um, yeah. and then there's there was like a big I think it was a Valvoline sticker on the heater box that uh-huh. uh, Landy's kid remembers putting on when he was a little kid. Really, um, yeah. there was a a couple of those little paper um, pit parking houses okay. yeah. from like about yeah. the right years, um, and then when we did finally start removing the paint that was on it you could the whole door you can see dick landy and the mm-hmm. original paint and stuff yeah. so yeah, that's it's very cool. and like we've got enough photos now to be like oh yeah there's the plug and this is the carpet and stuff so like a hundred percent for sure it's definitely landy's very truck cool. so yeah we're trying to that's cool. get it put back together it's a big job it's like restoring the titanic yeah. <laughs> it is it yeah. really is it's just I a understand. lot of iron a lot of iron yeah. <laughs> i was blown away when don did both of the rigs and he did them awesome yeah. yeah, yeah, they they were they were just stunning. Mm-hmm. I like Both to tease him though, because I'm like, dude, you had guys. He's like, yeah, you should get some guys. I don't know how you're doing this without guys. <laughs> Need some guys. Yeah, yeah, people, people, some people, <laughs> just some people. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, ARP-Bolts.com. We got a fantastic little backdrop here. They make it an outstanding series of bolts, almost anything you would need for engines, chassis, things like that. In fact, we were at lunch today, and a guy asked you about the, the, the bolt on the back of your shirt, and it was, and, it was really, and I said, well, it's really about a head bolt. They neck the, 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 the stem down of the bolt on a short small block Chevy head bolt, so the clamp load is even across three different head bolt lengths on a small block Chevy. And, uh, you know, so that, that's the kind of technology that you get out of sure. ARP. And uh, we, we've all got stories on all that right. stuff. Well, but, for a uh, translation of what he said, call ARPbolts.com. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the message is that you can't get any better than that. No, you so cannot. There yep. you go. Nope. Excellent. And then just check him out at ARP-bolts.com. We'd like to thank our friends at InTheGarageMedia.com. They have three fantastic magazines. They've got Classic Truck Performance. They have Modern Rotting and my favorite, All Chevy Performance, with Nick, my buddy Nick, oh, you're the so editor. Biased. So Correct. yes, of course. Yes. But uh, they're doing print media, which yes. is, uh, of course, our favorite. So uh, in color magazine. and everything. In color and everything, yes. and and you can get your your car on the cover of one of those books, right. which is right. a fun no, deal. A Great yeah. tech. You Great tech. By you, you know, not always written by me, but yeah. People. Yeah. Not yeah. always written by me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just so pick it up and read it. At yes. InTheGarageMedia.com, and uh, they're our friends, and uh, they will thank you. Then you bought a turbocharged Firebird, <laughs> which was like, <laughs> was I, when like I saw you post on, on, yes, post it on Facebook, it was like, where did this come from? <laughs> you know what? You know, here's frightening. You know how I even know, know it's an 81. I've never even seen it. From model kits. From model kits. From building a million of them, there was an 81 turbo. Well, because my connection was that I did a road test on one, you know, so, you know, that's how far back I go. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't fast then. No, it <laughs> and wasn't. they're not fast now. No, it wasn't. And yeah. it isn't. Yeah, and it isn't. And it probably <laughs> it never will be. <laughs> well, intercooler, I mean, it bigger be, turbo. You could you guys things. wanted to restore it, basically, just to get it run yeah, the I way mean, it is. Yeah, it, I wouldn't necessarily say restore. Which is a very odd little motor. It's an odd Tiny little motor. Little motor um, and it's a very, very poor turbo setup. Right, because it was early 80s. They didn't yeah. know what they were doing yet. Right. They didn't know how to control them. There's no intercooler. Like, you right. know, it's... Uh, but it's cool. It's a bit of history, you know. Um, and... It looks amazing. It's mm-hmm. really nice to drive. Mm-hmm. Like that era of. No, uh, I just built a. I finished. I just gave away a '79, the one we did for Charles Schwab. And right, right. It's a cool car. Yeah, second yeah. gens are nice. Yeah, they're great yeah. cars. Um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, basically yeah, like the same car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just worse. <laughs> Slower. <laughs> same car, but worse. <laughs> okay, well I'll take that. And so, where did that come from? Was it just something that showed up on the, the internet somewhere? Oh, you gosh. decided you had to have it. I think that Tom and I had joked about it. It's like orphan car. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, there's definitely, I do like an underdog. Oh, Um, poor car. Poor car. Um, I honestly can't remember. We looked for it. I mean, I I bought it on purpose. Okay. It was something that I was looking for. There's an admittance. Um, I mean, I think that I I might have started because I was joking about like 
we like each of us needing a car from the year that we were born. Okay. And so I was like, maybe I'll get a 77. Uh-huh. I'd like to claim 81, but that's not true. Um, <laughs> and then like, I think maybe Tom was the one who was like, I'm really like weirdly interested in the turbo. I, I, I have to ask him. I cannot remember. I can't uh-huh. remember how it happened. Probably we were drunk. I mean, that's the only explanation for purposely seeking out <laughs> a turbo answer. 81 Trans Am. Sure. Um, Safe answer. Just, but, just like, because it's a very eclectic vehicle. It's a know? weird I mean, one. It's yeah, a weird one. They yeah. didn't make a lot of them. So to follow that up, are it you going to get a Shelby Omni GLH? I would not turn one down. So Tom recently bought a 78 um, Monaco. I think 78. Okay. Monaco. So like cop car, like Hunter had. Right. And like actual cop car. And so we were joking that I need a... a <laughs> Shelby wow. Daytona because that's what Hunter's partner drove. I think she had like a Daytona or something. Okay. Omni, something like that. Um, <laughs> like Another one to add to the collection. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, again with the movie and TV cars that nobody knows. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but you've done a bunch of other fun stories. I remember an image that was in Hot Rod of a Viper that you guys, where you took it out in the desert. And the you ACR. were sleeping on the wing of the GTR. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> um, and that was a very cool photo. Just, thank I mean, you. it was just so People weird. People got very mad about it. Really? Yeah. Who did? Really. The, the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Which internet people don't understand. Yeah, so don't understand. to paint you guys the picture, uh, it was when the Viper ACR came out, the one with the, all the arrow, and it has just like a massive wing. It's an amazing car. It is. And it set like all these track records. And I was... At a track day, and I was talking to one of the engineers, and um, he was talking about how much downforce, um, you know, the the wing can handle. It's like a thousand pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh well, then I can like I can sit up there or whatever. He's like, you could sleep up there. And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I might have to because if I sell my house so I can buy this car, <laughs> I'm gonna have to live <laughs> in it. We're gonna have to live in um, it. And so <laughs> I ended hard. up doing a story that was sort of like. It, could you live in a Viper ACR? Yeah. The answer is not very comfortably. No, no. Kind of like um, tiny houses times Yeah, there's 10. no, yeah. it's actually more comfortable to sleep on the wing than it is to try and sleep in the seats inside. Um, <laughs> they're very bolstered and there's like, there's not really enough space, but man, I yeah. love that car. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but why was the internet mad? Well, I am. You were disrespecting I was disres- car. I was disrespecting the car. People don't always understand what causes damage i found they they get mixed up about right. which things are actually good or bad for a car right. um so i think they, there were and, a lot of people who were like uh, you know i'd be furious if somebody slept on my wing and it's like well yeah if it, i wouldn't sleep on somebody else's wing but you know it was, <laughs> for the story it was my car right <laughs> like, right right exactly and also probably they don't really understand just how much downforce it really can handle yeah because i remember way back in the nationals we were at I shot a photo or somebody on staff shot a photo of like four guys standing on the wing of a Dodge Daytona. Yeah. Say, yeah, no problem. You know, and people were just, you know, Mopar enthusiasts were livid. And it's like, well, no, that's And you can find all those old NASCAR photos of the guys like on the, on the wing, like Mm -hmm. absolutely sitting on it for like, that's what it was. That's why it was there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think maybe, uh, folks are thinking about it the way, you know, because they're thinking about like some bolt-on aftermarket wing that they stuck on the, you know, right. on the trunk lid right. of their and that's Civic or something. And it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not not the same. Right. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's fine. You know what the internet is like. I'll say it. Yeah. They're stupid. Oh, not all of them. Not all of them. Yeah. Uneducated? Some of them. <laughs> Opinionated? <laughs> So has, has Car and Driver sent you on some fun stuff? Yeah, um, I've got to do some pretty cool stuff with Car and Driver. I, you know, I'm always trying to sneak some drag racing in. Right, so right. I, I went to Frank Holly's school and I got my license. Excellent, so, excellent. Um, Which car did you drive? I uh, drove the door car, the okay. nine-second door car. Okay. Um, yeah. Because I've driven the dragster before and, um, oh gosh, all the dragster people are going to be so mad at me. I find the bodied cars harder because to me the hardest part is um, setting up in the right place, mm-hmm. right? And not being able to see and stuff. And and I, so I really wanted to be able to do that in case I got a chance to drive, you know, like one of the um, super stock cars or something right. like that, where right. I wanted like some experience with what that felt so, like. like. Some of the, yeah, some of the new super stock stuff. Yeah. That, yeah, they're running, which is running in the eights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, and like they've changed the rules now because new cars are so fast, you know, yeah. so now you can run in the nines without, without any additional. Right. 
safety. Yeah, NHRA equipment. just changed that rule. So yeah. it's pretty rad. It's yeah. really cool that they're looking at it. They did a lot of research about it, mm-hmm. and um, and so you know, are they making demons still not legal? No, no. Demons are legal. GT500, Tesla. um, Really? Yeah. Yeah, you can run them now. Because they're so fast, they had to accept the fact that, well, if if they built it, they they must have designed it to be safe at the speeds it's going at, so therefore we'll accept it, which is very odd. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you can run a a brand new car, but I can't run my Chevelle without a a full cage. (laughs) Which doesn't seem to me... I I wish to interject on that. Okay, okay. Is that... Loosening up so we can get more people in the door. Well, of course, more people yes, running. Yes, and and that really is I, an I, opportunity hey, to bring more you know, people in. Guys which, at NHRA, send your hate mail to me. That's fine. So, no, no, I think, I'm just questioning. We've been down having rules for safety <laughs> for forever, mm-hmm. starting with Mr. Parks. Sure. Safety safari. Right. And now right. a get, car get that can cars. click off a nine doesn't need a roll bar. Well, well see, here's the thing, Steve. I understand so, it's got airbags. I, I mean, it, no, I the entire it structures developed. of the cars are Very different. different now. And I, I mean, know. and you know, I, I don't know, maybe you'd have it. I have seen the crashes of old cars. And you know, you've got a Chevelle, you don't know. Is that car rusty underneath? Like, is, you know, was that car well, wrecked and I, repaired before? I can, I can comment on it, for example. No, and I agree because, with all this. I know yeah, that yeah. the logic is the OEMs have created, plus they have crumple zones. They crumple have zones airbags. They have all this safety stuff that yes. your 69 Camaro never had and never yeah. will have. I'll I give an example. So as long is, as it's passed tests and right. they're like, we deem that safe right, to right. be on the track, then, then I'm okay One, one example of it is by Chevelle, which has a steel shaft about three quarters of an inch in diameter. It starts at the steering box. It's this long and comes right up and points right at your chest. So you get a head-on collision with somebody and that grass is going to come right through the middle of your chest. Steering shaft. So, in fact, when we, we're now building the new car, it's going to have a collapsible piece in it, you know, and I'm putting a different... At, or so it's fly-by-wire so, and it's not even connected to anything. No, I would never do that. But Well, <laughs> well some of the cars but, are electric. But that, that's, there, there's that's the reasoning... Behind that, so yeah. you know, and and I applaud NHRA for doing that. And I'm fine saying, with it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm just putting yeah, yeah. my job is antagonistic. <laughs> I mean, I think it's supposed to raise the. It iron. is also yeah. marketing, but I think it's smart marketing, and I don't think that they would do it if there wasn't enough safety stuff to back it up because it is not good marketing if a bunch of people get very badly hurt. Right, sure. right, so, exactly. I agree yeah. completely. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I'm sure they looked at it and. Yeah. Again, crumple zones, airbags all over the and, place. And the scary part is this might be the light bulb burning the brightest right before it burns out, <laughs> right? Because where we're at with internal combustion engines, I didn't say ice. See? Do not say that <laughs> godforsaken term around me. You know, as opposed to battery electric vehicles and all that good stuff. But so, but we, so we might as well enjoy it while we can, right? Yeah, Yeah. there's some pretty amazing stuff out there right now. There is, there is. So yeah, so that was fun. Um, I did a I did a story with Tom Bailey's kid uh, at um, the uh, Rocky Mountain Drag Week for for Car Driver, which was great. They let me do that. Yeah, Um, I missed that. How fun was that? It was super fun. Yeah, Yeah, you 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 bring drag racing in. Yeah, oh my god, I thought I was gonna die. I think I'm too old for that now. You know that. so hot it was like 200 degrees because this car. is like this is like what a seven second car six second car it was no at the time it was um it wasn't in tom's car it was oh it was in, a friend of his it was in richie crampton's old car okay. so okay. um it was like a nine second car okay. at the time but still it's quite fast it's a race car on yeah, the street yeah it was and very hot dr- and, and very exciting it's, it's like drag week they set it up yeah. where you run this car then you drive what, 500 miles, mm-hmm. 300 miles, whatever it is to the next track, run them again the next yeah. day. And which is, which is a burn down. Yeah. Really I mean, it's amazing. Down. There's a bunch of those drag and drive events now, which yeah. is very cool. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a real, um, it's a real neat entry point for people who maybe don't have a track that's near them or, you know, don't, don't really like bracket racing or whatever. It's like a way that you can kind of combine a road trip and you can get so much track time in like one week of vacation right, rather than right. hauling out every weekend or whatever. I mean, personally, I would be happy to haul out every weekend if we still had a track near us, but <laughs> I understand not That's everybody That's getting to the point where to. Southern California, I mean, yeah. uh, Irwindale is about it now, right? Yeah. 
So yeah. what else? What else have I written about recently? Um, I just I wrote a review of a McLaren um, 765 LT Spider, which I almost broke my hand in. Really? <laughs> yeah, what you happened? know. Well, you know, you're like, oh, supercar. That's you. They're dangerous. You could really hurt yourself, and that's true because if you close a scissor door and you don't move your hand in time, it will latch on your hands. <laughs> And oh. I was in Malibu, and there were a bunch of cool teens, and they all saw it. It was very uncool. And then I had to drive like 50 miles home over the mountains with my hand in like a cup holder full of ice. Do not recommend. It's still damaged, and that was like two or three months ago. Wow. Like, Important wow. safety tip. So yeah. they, Don't put your hand in the door. They'll bite you. They'll bite you. They'll bite you, you know? I, I, I have a question. Yes, Steve. Thank you. So... So I am an avid magazine reader with a large library collection. And um, so I have a question of direction. Uh, I get and love the Road and Track Quarterly, which I think you did a couple of things. I did, in. I've yeah. seen your name. I have enjoyed so, it. So, <laughs> so, but my question is, is uh, and you may not have heard me a couple of seconds ago, I, I threw out kudos for you bringing drag racing into car and driver. Because... <laughs> The days back when everything was on the newsstand, I never bothered with Car and Driver because they did reviews of the new minivan and the new whatever it was, four-door sedan for mom and pop to go drive. Mm -hmm. And and it was a uh, constant update of what the automotive industry is manufacturing and reviews on those vehicles for, so you can make smart purchases. Yon City, who gives a shit? So, because I'm into hot rod, car craft, <laughs> popular hot yeah. rodding, yeah. rod and custom. I had all street rider, all of them. Right. So now with R&T going quarterly and wonderfully focused on broadening motorsport, they do a mm -hmm. great job and yeah. some really elect, uh, eclectic and interesting photo sh uh, opportunities. Um, so I have never cracked open a motor trend mm. for any on. Right. So you s telling this, my brain's going, their, their brass allows something <laughs> to do with drag racing. So what is the scope of Motor Trend? Is it wider now? For car um, driver, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I car mean, driver. Yeah, apologies. That's fine. Car They're, driver. I, same, <laughs> we're, same. We're the only ones who know the difference, honestly. <laughs> yeah. well, They're going to fire again, me Again, Motor um, Trend was the same thing yeah. in my mild defense. So, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. so it same is, same the genre. focus is still consumer reviews, which has been an interesting challenge for me because as you guys now know, I come very much from um, performance. performance and yeah. history and motorsports. Um, but I feel like there are always ways of pulling it in. And so far, the response when you can get uh, you know, I have a column, I can write about whatever I want in the column. I try to write a lot about history stuff. And there are, I'm not the only person on staff who likes car history. So there okay. have been some other like really fun stories about, like there was recently one um, Brett Burke wrote about uh, the Buick wagons, you know, like how like the 90s wagons are all hip now and all the okay. hot rodders yeah. like them, right? Because right? Right. it's basically like a muscle car. Sure, yeah. Um, so they were like, we're trying to do some more stuff like that, like kind of tie new car to old car. And there are some like pretty amazing new cars now that mm -hmm. are like sure. worth oh, yeah. reading about sure. if only to get ideas for what engines sure. you want no, to put hey, in old yeah. cars. Of course. <laughs> I, I go to new auto shows, you know, when the LA auto show happens, cause I look for door handles and latches and font on gauges. Uh -huh. There's a million ideas for me to steal that people are paid for them to create there are the some really cool some interior stuff you know, there's some fantastic stuff so yeah. i'm not anti that i'll, yeah. I'll go steal that those, yeah. those ideas sure. shamelessly well everybody does that's why they go to shows a lot that's of times. right i want to steal ideas go, from go, go look at yeah. stuff like that so yes there are many things um coming across oh, the problem right now is there's barely anything to go buy yeah no it's hard to get anything do you guys like are there any new cars that you guys have liked in the last like new year cadillac blackwing oh my god yeah i just did a video that went up today for road and track uh, yeah. fantastic the ct5 v blackwing yeah yeah it's quite the vehicle did a very good job with and it. and what's the deal with this new one they just dropped the video out on the the cadillac the Escalade? Look, no, no. no the, it, oh, looks, the, it looks like the Batmobile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, concept one. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't written about it. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> and and they don't they don't tell you anything either. It's just a video and it, yeah, you know, it like looks shiny. And it looks I I saw it cool. I saw it Hypercar. on the website, but I haven't. Hypercar. Yeah. Do you guys do everything and anything? In other words, it's not just a commuter car. It's off road, like a new Raptor. Oh yeah, it's for sure. New, new Corvette. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it it runs the gamut of car, mm-hmm. economical. Useful. I mean, if crazy anything, we car. probably don't cover economy cars as much as we should for for how many people are shopping for them. But you know, it, it is still aimed towards people who buy cars because they like cars, not just because they need cars. Right. Um, right. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so the new BMW, you know, four series or five series would be in there. The seven yeah, series or absolutely. Whatever. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you know, we're trying to figure out how we're gonna you know, approach electric cars. Cause obviously, you know, there's a lot of people who like gas and diesel engines, but we're not going to do our readers any services if we pretend that electric doesn't exist or if we don't sure. acknowledge what's right. fun about done, it. So. We've done a lot of stuff on electric cars here yeah. and, and, you know, we don't hate them, but we just question sometimes you know, the veracity of it. it. It again comes down, we've met this, men, mentioned this several times, but it's, it, 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 it feels like, from the outside, either or, when yes. I look at it, like, why does it have I, to be? I, 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 th- I yeah. think that was. Yeah, it's been positioned that way. Yeah, divide I, and conquer. I think it's very much trending. It's about trends, and and so I, all the car companies that are announcing that they're just going to be a hundred percent electric. I mean, this is just me talking. I am right. not representing anybody but myself. But um, right. I think it's all BS. They're not. We've yeah. I've already seen companies backpedal on the yep. year that they say they're going all electric yeah. and. Um, I think in the end, we're probably just going to see a lot of hybrid stuff, which makes total sense. Exactly. Exactly. So, have you, have you, I don't know if they'll allow you to, to, to do the new Ferrari hybrid. I mean, it's a fantastic I, little car. I think, uh, oh. they are doing the new Ferrari hybrid, whether or not I get assigned it. I'm a little bit low. I'm it a little bit low on the, uh, There's probably a lineup right there of people to go through to play good you, Did you, really? so have you, yeah. tell us, tell us about it. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no. You write about it. <laughs> and then we'll read about and it. And it's, it's fantastic, fantastic car. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful and, and blisteringly fast. Missing the 12-cylinder the chat. Which is, it's, it's got which a, is it's, significant. It's got yeah. a twin-turbo V6 in it that delivers plenty of hoof. Uh-huh. I think uh, just it won't have. I think Road and Track had a pretty big review in the last issue of it, and yeah, they Evo, said Evo. I, I've had I have every good. Evo issue also, and that they did it. They just did a nice thing yeah. last last month. Had it on the cover. Real, so real I did nice a car. story that you know you guys might find interesting because I was curious how people who were already working in the automotive industry in performance felt about seeing all of their bosses announce that in five years they were all going to be electric. Like if you yeah. were like a mid-level engineer working at SRT and you saw Tim Kaniskis up there going, it's all going to be electric. Like, you know, are you like packing your box or are you look, you know, are you putting your resume together? Like, that, what are you doing? Are that you stressed actually happened out? to a friend of mine who, yeah. who was at SRT and is no longer there. Yeah. So I talked to a lot of engineers. I talked to, um, and what I, you know, obviously there are some people who, freak out right yeah. and they're just like i hate this i'm out right. but for the most part most of them were like look there's no like there's no possible way we are replacing every product that we have with an with an electric in the next you know now what four years yeah. you know it's yeah. it's not going to happen so we have jobs mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. plus electric cars require just as much engineering as you know as a gas sure. engine they have all of these if, other moving not parts more from a safety standpoint yes you know but yeah. there is a lot of like you know, there are, there is also, there are some changes like, you know, if you were, and this was one of them was like, look, look, if I was encouraging, like if I was talking to a student right now, I would say study electrical engineering to study software engineering, mm-hmm. because that's going to be where you're really, um, kind of in demand. Well, and that's, that's yeah. where the emphasis is going to be. Yeah. And so then I went and I talked to a whole bunch of students who were studying engineering and it was really interesting because a lot of them were saying, hey, the, the programs have not caught up yet. We're still not really doing that many more electric modules in mm-hmm. in it. And they were all saying that, they're, that there isn't really that much hands-on stuff in engineering school anyway. And so a lot of them do SAE um, racing. Formula, Formula SAE, yeah. which, is, which is very cool. So explain a little bit what yeah. that's about. Yeah, so I mean, it's a, it's a SAE is very college-age cool. program where they build 
race cars and I mean, small college credit. And they get college credit for it. And, um, and then they, they race against each other and they have mostly been little, I think four cylinders, um, generally four cylinders and, and there are formula cars, open wheel cars. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are several programs that are moving to electric Electric. power on those. So that's going to be pretty interesting. I think there might, they may even separate it. So, and, and, and there'll probably be more and more emphasis on that. But I know my my friend Mark Stilo, yeah, when he Mark. was in college, did the Formula SAE thing. Of course he did. Thing. I bet yeah. he was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and where, where I used to live in Northridge, where you live too, mm-hmm. Cal State has a has a Formula SAE. Oh, do SA. they? I they didn't do. know that. I should go and check it out. They test it every once in a while. And I was always going to stop by and say, hey, you know, what are you doing? But I, I just thought they'd, they'd probably look at me like some geeky old guy. That's like, you don't know anything. <laughs> and it's like, well, uh, yeah, I actually do. And I'm an autocross racer. And how do you qualify your driver? You know, mm-hmm. do you just you know, do they all step backward? One guy standing like, well, yes. I'm the driver now, which is probably how it works. And I said, Tom's driving. Ultimately critical, ultimately critical. Just like we were talking about, you put Dan Gurney in the car and he goes out and smokes everybody, you know, with yes. a stock vehicle and everybody yes, else has got these hot rods. So, you know, and I, I think. I think they might take turns depending on the team. That's um, probably how it's know. done. Yeah. But Prudhomme yeah. told me that when he was back, you know, in the Burbank club in the Road Kings and they mm-hmm. built that first dragster, he's like, yeah, we, you know, pretty much anybody could drive it. He said, I was one of the only ones who ever wanted to. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and obviously there's going to be some people that are going to be really talented and others are just out there mowing yeah. down cones. So, But anyway, yeah. the, the end result that I came away with after talking to all these people is don't freak out. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Right. It's just another choice right now. It's like getting a lot of attention, but that doesn't mean like just because something gets a lot of media attention doesn't mean that it's the only thing that's out there. And right. so there's still going to be, especially in today's day and age, everything yeah, is just this, this big, bright burning star. That's really not that bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, it is cause it's got all the attention, but it's got all the attention. Exactly now. what you're saying. No, everyone's not going to have only electric cars and Four years. Right. Yeah. Right. You got some time. You'll get used fast. to it. They'll make them more interesting. I mean, that's my main thing about them. They're very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if oh, you yeah. drive them, they're very oh, fast yeah. and um, they're interesting, but they don't, they're all basically exactly the same. Like the it's only a, real difference in the way that they feel is like how long they're fast for. Like the mm-hmm. crummy ones are like fast for like half a second off the line right. and then the you know teslas and the lucids right. are fast for right. you know infinity right. but um but they still feel the same you know engines and transmissions have so much personality to them and to me that's yes. the thing that's kind of a bummer that's one of the things yeah. i had been or we had been saying is the race car or even the street car the stuff that we grew up and that we like is visceral yes and so for me in even if i am in a calm debate with people with the electric car thing, I go, you're a one trick pony. You go really quickly and then you run out of battery and then nobody cares. And yeah, yeah. there's nothing to, there's no romancing your car for me ever. There will never be because yeah. you could go the speed of light and I'll go, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was boring. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to go to a drag race and watch two cars go zero to 400 yeah. in two seconds. And I'll go, well, that was not yeah. really fun for me yeah. at, at all. Yeah. I want, I want that, that. Of course, that, then the question becomes: motor shaking my my rib cage when it goes by. That's part of why I like it. Maybe not other people, right. but that's why I like it. It's visceral. It's right. everything. Exactly. Yeah. It's a potpourri of all of that. I use potpourri, huh? Yeah, I like that. Fancy oh, words: go. visceral potpourri. Who would have thunk it? I mean, Write I can't spell down. either one of those. <laughs> it, 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 my I, copy I editor. Either. She's going to accuse you of making them up. <laughs> yes. So you that, have a, that's important for me. Do you have a duster too, don't you? Also, that you stuck on the oh, back yeah, of the wagon. Oh yeah, I do. I always the... forget about it. It's, a, it's actually a dart. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that car. It's actually oh, a dart light. Forgetting the duster. Oh, that's it's right. A, yeah. It's actually a dart light. Because um, last time I saw it was on light. the back of the truck. Yeah. 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 It's on the back of the second ramp truck. On the second ramp truck. Mm-hmm. Now we haven't talked about the second one. <laughs> how many <laughs> I mean, ramp trucks do we have? We're gonna have to save it for next time. We'll have to save it for next time. Yeah. So so. Because there, there's lots of stories. I mean, it, it. There's. You guys did, for example, just real quick, and then we'll wrap this thing up. You guys did a YouTube video on how to de-rust a 440 block. Oh yeah, with electrolysis. <laughs> with the electrolysis, which was a lot of fun. I recommend it. It's very effective. <laughs> so go, Joe. Find that on the internet because it's very cool. It's a, it's a way to de-rust your rusty stuff, and it's really not that you hard. A little, little baby swimming pool, and yeah, you like drop the motor pool, in there, plastic, and, and plastic throw some. Pool. What was it? What was it? Um, oh, um, 
baking not it's not, not baking soda. It's not baking soda. It's um baking powder? No, it it's uh ah, I've already forgotten. But a it, chemical. It, it's a it's like a pool it's like a pool chemical. Pool you, chemical. It, you it, dump it, it in there. Hook hook up hook Bo- up the anode Try. hook up the anode and cathode yeah. connections to it and let it eat. Yeah. Right? I mean you gotta hook it up right, otherwise you'll just put all the rust on. Right, um, which is you know, and not you need, what you're trying to you do. You need to do it outside because <laughs> it does it makes that a, to me seems it makes backwards. a bad gas like um, hydrochloric acid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so, a, I think it's a Chlorine. Yeah, it makes chlorine. chlorine so, yeah, which is so you, so you want to do it outside. outside. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. But, uh, but then it's fine, and all that's left in in the water is just you know iron. Rusty so, stuff. Yeah. yeah, you can pour it on your plants. <laughs> and they'll, they'll pour it on your. They'll plants. turn to iron. Yeah, they get strong blood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna have to have you back. I mean, I there's a lot of other stories we can talk red about. Truck story. Yes, and and just the. Um, just the, the stuff that's in your shop, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much for coming. This Thanks has been a lot of fun. Me. Yeah, yeah I, we've, I, I we've had a great time. Today. And uh, if you like what we're doing here, you know, subscribe, like, do all that great stuff. We want to thank our friends at arp-bolts.com. Go check them out. They are a wonderful company that will give you exactly what you need. And uh, stay tuned, and we'll do this again soon.